1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out Campfire Stories. Did you know that you can tune into our live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific right here on Spotify? That's right. You can listen to our show live every week. But Corinne, you have to tell them the best part. Uh, How could I forget? Want to join the discussion, chat around the campfire, or share your own coolish and ghostly story? All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app by following the link in our episode description. Nothing to be scared about. Maybe. You can sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. Then follow Campfire Stories to get notified when our room is going live, and we'll save a spot for you by the fire. So remember, you can listen to Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, or join us to share your story on the Spotify Live app, available now at the App Store. You bring the stories, and we will bring you the campfire. You guys, I'm so low without Sabrina uh, this evening, which is very spooky and very scary. And I have a lot of... uh, I'm dependent on her, but she is off in Italy, living her best life, drinking Aperol spritzes and wine. It's her sister's wedding, which I'm like, oh my God, should I get married in Italy? This sounds <laughs> super nice. But for the next two weeks... Uh, I'm solo without Sabrina. And so as we hinted last week and as I posted on social media, I didn't want to be completely alone up here. And so I thought, who better to ask than Sabrina and my friend Lainey. I'm going to bring Lainey up right now. Lainey is, what does Lainey not do? <laughs> Lainey, Lainey hosts two podcast the true crime fan club podcast and it's haunted what now podcast and then also i was just in her spotify live right before this she does two true crime convos every tuesday so if you guys are trying to get a little extra spooky little true crime information in on tuesday before you get spooked with ghost stories you guys should join that every tuesday okay now I need to stop talking because I can't micromanage everything. Usually Sabrina hits the buttons. So I'm going to go into everything and I'm going to bring up Lainey and have her. Okay. Amazing. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh <laughs> me too. I feel like we were just together too because we were we were in person together a couple of weeks
2: ago. In Los Angeles, yes, for the movement house, it was so much fun. I really yeah. miss. It. I wish we could do it every week. I know we met at the Spotify campus, which makes me feel
1: very famous to have even like spoken those words, right? I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> met you in <on>
2: Spotify. <laughs> no big deal, just here at Spotify. It's so <laughs> great. It is actually a very cool campus. So they've done a really great job. I went to the first one um, When they were in a different location in downtown. And I will say that this new place is much better. They even have kombucha on top, which I was like, oh, thank you. That was so nice. Oh, oh so nice. I'm like, you know what? I'm so someone, the benefit of being
1: a podcaster is you get to basically work from home. Well, Laney, you and I basically yes. had the same job because we're both HR, HR slash podcasters. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I was like the HR person that never wanted to go into the office. I'm like, oh, really?
2: You have to bring me in. Now I just work remote in everything that I do. So it is the perfect balance. It's wonderful. Seriously. So, so nice.
1: Lainey, to introduce, I mean, I'm sure we probably have some crossover listeners in this chat, but I thought it would be fun to, and you can say no if you're like, that's, I don't want to do that.
2: I will do anything (laughs) you ask.
1: But I thought we should do like a little, not really lightning round, but like grab a few questions from the chat for you basically like interview questions so i'm gonna ask you a question first because you have a paranormal podcast so you have plenty of knowledge when it comes to cryptids and ghouls and ghosts um if you could go on a date with any type of spirit or cryptid who would you choose we asked a lot of people this question a couple weeks ago
2: oh that's a good one you know I know that she may be a little bit of a downer, but I am a Mexican American, uh-huh. so I would definitely go with La Llorona, oh. um, only because you know I feel like I could help her, you know, kind of ease on the crying and <laughs> maybe just it's, hey, uh, can we, you know, like if you need an ear, sometimes people just need to be heard. Maybe it's the HR in I me, guess. so I. Will. <laughs> but also, you have a child, and. She yeah. attacks children? So. No, so that's the difference. It's like, okay, so everybody has like a very different um, perspective of La Yorona, right? So there's mm-hmm. one where she basically like sacrificed her children to be with the man that she wanted to be with, who was like, oh, just kidding. Um, I actually still don't want you. No big deal, right? She's like, actually, I just drowned my kids. So it's a little bit of a big deal. And so when she died, she basically was told, like, no, you need to go find your children's spirits. And so she's basically like, Wailing, um, mm-hmm. I t- from my folklore um, experience and the stories that like my family has told, which I think is just so unique, is that like she's an equal opportunity attacker. You know, so kids, sure, but I think just people in general. So I, I like be by the water, like me personally. Yeah. So I feel like that would be just an easier date. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll come to I'll, you. I'll, I'll make like, it I'll easy. meet you
2: where you're at. <laughs> meet you at your
1: stream, meet you at your river, wherever you choose to be today. <laughs> yes. I get that. When we covered La Llorona not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago on the podcast, I will admit I get spooked easily when we talk about these types of stories. And as soon as, yeah, like the house, like pings yeah, or pangs. And by the house, I mean an apartment complex. So I'm like, does it shift that? I mean, I guess, yeah, it shifts. But I, <laughs> anytime there's any bit of sound, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what is that? But Never has this ever happened except for when we were recording the La Irona episode where my bathroom started like the faucet started dripping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that right told you. Yeah, yeah. I did tell you that because it was it's so scary. And I, I think about it all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would have been terrified if, if I would have heard that. I'm like, okay, nope. Um, yeah. So I I would be I would be right there with you, probably peeing my pants, honestly. If we're gonna be real. Yeah. Totally.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm gonna instruct everybody in the chat. If you guys have a couple interview-ish questions to ask Lainey about the paranormal or spirits, drop those questions in the chat and we'll ask Lainey a couple and then we'll get into ghost stories. But for anyone who's just joined us, Sabrina quit the podcast. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah. If now two girls, one goes still. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Lainey's coming in. We, <laughs>
1: Sabrina's husband, Nick, has wanted to be in the podcast so bad for so long. So if if Sabrina quit and he didn't get to take her spot, I think he would just mass murder all of us. Um, But Lainey is another a fellow spooky chick, uh, loves the true crime space and approaches it with a lot of grace and understanding for victims, which is really refreshing. Um, And Lainey, while while I gather some of the questions in the chat, do you want to plug your own podcast right now? Oh my gosh. Such an embarrassing. Well, I plugged we do. them for I'm you before yes. i brought you on stage, so
2: I know. Thank you so much. So yes. Um, I host the True Crime Fan Club podcast. And I also host the It's Haunted What Now podcast. That one merely focuses on haunted objects and the people that like enter them into their lives unknowingly or knowingly. You know, we have those eBay auctions that happen. Um, I also host a Spotify original from Parcast called Crimes of Passion. So it's more of a Lifetime Movie Network version of True Crime podcasting. Um, and I'm the co-founder of the True Crime Podcast Festival, which is happening here in Dallas this year. And we kind of travel all around um, to different locations every year, uh, basically bringing true crime podcasters. And we opened it up to Paranormal podcasts this year because it has my two favorite kind of uh, loves in it. I love paranormal. I love spooky everything.
1: Well, and there's a lot of
2: victims of
1: true crime.
2: in Yes, they, there is that, you know, crossover and that parallel. So I um, Like you said earlier, and thank you for mentioning, you know, we approach it very much from an ethical point of view for true crime storytelling. So we're not at all um, in the field of entertainment when it comes to true crime. We are really for advocation and making sure that people are just aware of these stories and hopefully, you know, can help other families advocate for anybody who's missing um, or a victim of crime. Totally.
1: Yeah. When I was talking with you and, and Sarah Turney at, at Spotify, it kind of opened my eyes to the ethics of of true crime and kind of the thing that I had never really thought much about because I feel like sometimes I can comfortably sit yeah. in the, the side of the paranormal and, and close my eyes and not think about like how, how some of the other stories that I listen to truly affect the victims and, and people who are alive yeah. today and victims also being, you know, family members and friends and loved ones of the people that go missing. So I'm really glad that you do that. That's really important mm-hmm. work. I gathered together two questions from the chat for you, Lainey. Um, If you had a theme park, what kind of theme would your theme park have?
2: Oh, Oh my gosh. It would be spooky ghosts all around, honestly. So (laughs) I I don't know. Okay, so even though she's semi-problematic, when Ellen did the haunted house things with making Andy go through them, that was... my, oh my joy. God. I loved it yes. every year, and even when Amy first started doing it, I loved it. I love scaring people. That's how I get rid of my own fear. So if we go to a haunted house together, I will have the best time ever because I will just be like, "Oh my god!" I love seeing you scared. So that makes me—that makes me so scared. Um, <laughs> Wait, I'm the same way. I just smile the whole way through. <laughs> I like don't scared. even flinch. I'm just ear to ear grin. I laugh so much at it, and I also like. I just love honestly, like the community that's built around the paranormal because, you know, we all believe in it in some different version. Um, and it really, I think means a lot to people when they have the, um, camaraderie and believing these stories. So yeah, I, I would do that and I would have like, um, you know, animatronics like scare the crap out of you or people following you and be like, was well, that a ghost? I don't know. You just gotta bring in different themed rooms that are everything from your childhood that scared you. It's like a room full of Furbies oh, or like a dolls. Chuck E. Cheese room. Dude, I can't do dolls. Any porcelain or like China doll or whatever they're called, those porcelain looking dolls, mm-hmm. yeah. do not ever like if I because they're always cracked. They're always discolored. Like <laughs> just... I hate dolls. I had a very like triggering and traumatic <laughs> um thing that happened in my Post-talk? like childhood that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, if if we end up sharing it, yes, I can talk about it, but it was ugh, I hate it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, the next question I was going to ask and then just to to reiterate to everybody who just joined, Sabrina's in Italy right now and so Lainey has graciously agreed to co-host campfire stories with me tonight there's no theme tonight with stories so come one come all any type of cryptid creepy dream premonition ghostly what have you um you can raise your hand in the chat and i will bring people up probably slowly since i never do this and this is like our 40th episode and sabrina normally has this job so thank you for your patience but yeah no theme we'll get into stories in a moment. But I think to start it off, there was a question in the chat saying, what is your scariest experience that you've had with the paranormal Laney?
2: Okay. So I I put a caution on this because I was also like four or five years old. And for me, it was very, very real. So I don't know if it was like a dream that I had, but it felt very real. Right. So, um, I grew up very, very poor and I had to share a room and a bed with my two older brothers. So we all slept like on this like twin or queen mattress and stuff. And at night, I was very focused on making sure like me and my doll said our prayers at night. So my brothers were already asleep. I slept in the middle because I was always just like scared in general. So I slept in the middle. I crawl over my uh, middle brother, bring my doll with me, and I kneel beside the bed and start to like prayer hands it. And I'm like, you know, saying my prayers. And I look at my doll like any other kid does because, you know, your doll is very real to you. You have this imagination. So over at my doll and oh. I ask her, like, did you finish saying your prayers? And she turns her head and looks at me and I was like oh my god I was so like I I was so terrified <gasps> because it truly was like a, a chill like I knew that that wasn't supposed to happen it wasn't what I was expecting to happen and oh, I was yeah. oh my god I hate this story so I got up and was like frozen because all I could do was just like stand up first and was like um okay I don't know what to do in this situation I'm like four or five years old so like I I couldn't scream. I couldn't do anything. And I just, I, I looked back down at her to see if she was still looking at me. And this time she was actually like sitting up. I had put her down near me, like pretending that she was doing her prayers, like, but she was flat on her back. So when I looked back down, she was actually like sitting up, which is where also my fear of things under the bed come from now, because I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, I quickly like scrambled up as, as quickly as I could and got back in the middle with my brothers. And I had this habit of when I did get scared, I would like snuggle my brothers back because I just like, they don't like me touching them, but I like, if I can put my face in your back, I'll be fine. (laughs) And so I did that with my older brother and I was shaking so hard. They were like, stop shaking. And when I woke up the next morning, I told my mom, I was like, I want you to throw my doll away. And she was so surprised because she was like, why? And I I didn't tell her. I was just like, I just want you to throw my doll away. And then it wasn't until I was maybe in my teens that I actually told her what happened. My mom's very like into the metaphysical, the paranormal and stuff. And she was just like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I can't believe like you didn't tell me you were so scared. And I was like, I literally it it still scares me to this day. And I, I, I don't have dolls it's very hard for me for my kids like my daughter to have um stuffed animals because i'm like listen it can be possessed it can come alive i don't want it in here
1: well this is the classic story where it's like when you're a little kid you're like oh Toy story how cool would it be if my toys come alive at night and then yeah, the definitely. second you actually truly think about what that what the implications of that it's the scariest thing ever and i had nightmares yes. about it and the fact that it happened to you and you experienced it oh my gosh
2: Yes. And that's why I say, like, I always, you know, try to give that, that like disclaimer, like, listen, I was a kid. I don't know it, it. if it was a dream, it was one of the most terrifying dreams that I remember vividly to this day. And if it was real, um, I am so thankful that I've not had anything happen to me that has been that scary. I've had other experiences, but nothing ever, oh. um, that felt that terrifying and that scared. And it, it felt very wrong.
1: Well, I pray for you and your child that that never happens again.
2: <laughs> Nobody gift my baby a doll. And um, no. no, please don't do that. And Armani, yes, I would. That's what I would do now as an adult with a doll. I would kick it across the room. And there are
1: actually a couple haunted dolls that listen to our podcast and like it and essentially request for our podcast to come on. Isn't that weird? I mean, yes. no, it's not weird. Sorry. It's
2: not if weird you're it's listening not right awesome. now. It's totally awesome. Thank you. We love you and don't make us sick. (laughs) Exactly. Please, please. Oh my gosh, Lady, that was yikes. Yeah. That was an experience.
1: Uh, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Okay, I'm going to bring other people up uh, to share their spooky experiences. I'm going to list off two names at a time so that people can, well, the first person doesn't get the grace of of, uh, preparation. But everyone else will know that they're coming up. But we're going to start out with Eric. Okay, Eric, I think I clipped things correctly. Hi.
3: Hi. How's it going?
1: Hey, great. How are you? I'm
3: good. Good.
1: You have to announce the name of your pet. Yes.
3: Uh, This is Kylo. Kylo Ren. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Like Star Wars.
1: Well, I'm picking all the dog picks now because normally Sabrina grabs. I'm like, oh, this is my opportunity. Dog people or unite! People
3: unite! Dog people unite! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I got a couple stories I can share with you guys. Um, I'll try to make them quick, but um I guess the first story <clears throat> dates back to when I was probably in high school, and uh, there was actually um, a movie theater in the town that I'm in um, that went out of business and then the building started being used for like a haunted attraction, which is called the 13th door. And funny enough, that building had like tons and tons of reports of people that worked there and people that went through the attraction saying that like weird stuff was, I mean, outside of just like the normal scares that were happening, like weird things happening in addition to that. So there was all these, you know, stories of actual hauntings and actual weird stuff that was happening. So The people that owned the building at the time, or not necessarily owned it, but ran the attraction, they decided to bring in some paranormal investigators to come and investigate the building. And these investigators ended up getting so much things happening there that they started doing walkthroughs every Sunday with guests uh, when the attraction was actually closed. So... I was super into the paranormal back in high school. I used to read like every book I could find, and so when I caught wind that there were paranormal investigators like doing tours, I was like, "I'm in, let's go."
2: <laughs> totally. Oh man, I mean, I you're was, making me want to craze. I'd be like, "Okay, as long as there is a professional, I'm down."
3: Right. So I would go just about every Sunday. I went multiple times because of all the experiences that I had there. So yeah, just about every time I went. I mean, I wouldn't say every single time. There were some days that you know, ghosts you know aren't performers, so some days were slow. But I would say most times I went something happened so um all but like maybe seen in a physical apparition i experienced like cold spots when i was there where you know it would literally just be like a normal temperature and then you would reach your hand out it would just like drop to like you know zero degrees celsius or something crazy so this was this movie theater which um during the weekend was run as a haunted attraction like it was called the 13th door and it's over in uh Tigard, oregon oh is where i'm from nice so
1: i'm writing it down because i'm
3: like i want to go here (laughs) well no that's the thing that sucks though is they actually tore the building down it doesn't exist anymore which is really sad there's a there's a jaguar um like lot there now which i'm sure is completely haunted and they don't know why but
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh wow but
3: uh yeah no they had um these beds that were um given to the attraction from like an actual mental institution called damage that's over in wilsonville and I remember one of the times I was walking through the beds all started squeaking while we were just standing there and like kind of bouncing up and down and stuff. And then I think even weirder than that was just the disembodied voices. You would just be standing there and everybody would get quiet for a second. and You could literally just hear voices from like other theaters inside this building when we were the only people there and like none of the attractions were on, everything was turned off. So it was literally just us walking through um, and there was like maybe five or six of us at a time. Um, and you would just literally hear people talking to each other from like other areas of this building, and it was probably the weirdest experience of my life.
2: <laughs> Wait, Eric, so you weren't doing this like on like capturing and hearing it back on the EVP? You were actually like Here, hearing yes. this as hearing you physical
3: through. disembodied voices. Yeah, and they would capture EVPs too. And they had one EVP where uh, there was one of the ghosts that they had there that they would call either frank or lurch was the other nickname they gave him but he didn't like women and one of the paranormal investigators was a woman and so they caught an evp of this ghost calling her the b word <laughs> really really loud and clear and he would pull women's hair and <laughs> shove them and things like that. i don't know what his deal with women was but um They had a whole bunch of, they had a ghost cat, they had a ghost kid. I mean, they had a whole bunch of different ghosts that they had caught and different EVPs and shadow people and all sorts of stuff. That place was super haunted.
1: There are a lot of sexist ghosts out there, (laughs) is is what I've learned from hearing a million stories about ghosts at this point. There's a lot of spirits that have a problem with one particular sex, which makes going
2: into haunted places even scarier. For You know that you're kind of like the marked one. Well, so oh, definitely. Gives you a, <laughs> a possible guarantee, you know, that you are going to experience something. So True. I'm, you know, positive to that is like, sure, I might get my hair pulled, but it was by a ghost. And so that's probably like the only time it's appropriate. Right. <laughs>
1: right. And now you get to go on Campfire Stories and Spotify Live and talk about it. It's the best story ever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I know I've already taken up some time, but I do have one other story. I'll try to make it quick for you guys. Um, So I lived in a house, which I'll just preface by saying I never really had any experiences at that house myself. Some of my family members did. But the weirdest thing is while we were living there, we started receiving these letters from somebody. It was this lady. And they were just sent to our address in the mail. And I mean, I guess it was one envelope, but it had several letters in it. And it spanned the course of probably like a full year. She would just randomly, it almost looked like a, like a journal entry. Each, each page would be like a different date and everything. And as it started, it was all like nice, neat and proper. And as it like progressed through the year, you know, like her handwriting was more erratic and, and crazy. But she was basically telling us how haunted our house was when that she lived in that house when she was a child and that there was like a little kid ghost that used to live in her room and like, she was just basically telling all these crazy stories about this, you know, our house. <laughs> and then one day, um, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. six months later or something, she just randomly showed up at our house and asked if she could come in and see the place again, that she used to live there. And she was the one that sent these letters and stuff. And so I wasn't actually there when she came in, but apparently our house was haunted according to her. I, I, I wonder if maybe she was just sensitive to spirits
1: Yes, maybe she yeah is I, I kind of <laughs> wonder
3: about that um, but that being said uh, my dad was there at the house one night watching a scary movie funny enough and while he's watching the scary movie there were some brooms and um, different things leaning against the wall and apparently they flew across the room while he was watching this scary movie out of nowhere so he had an experience and some of my other family oh. members had experiences. And there was one area kind of in our laundry room that like always gave me a super creepy feeling down there. But
2: yeah, no, it was, it's kind of crazy. That's kind of like basements for me. I can't. That is so
1: creepy. I know. Basements are scary. I'll never not like sprint slash crawl up the stairs of a basement. Because it's just, you feel like something's coming after you.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like our basement, our basement basement level of our house, I guess it's not like a traditional basement. I should say it's just the second story of the house or the bottom story of the house because it was a a two story house. But my parent or my mom and aunt ran an in-home preschool in the lower level where I would always feel creepy in certain areas like the laundry room and stuff. Um, But if there were ghosts in the house, which I mean, obviously, my dad believed there was and some other people. I don't think they were malevolent by any means because, I mean, we had children there and. I think if there was a ghost boy to live there, he probably really enjoyed living there because he was around kids all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sure he integrated directly into the preschool. I wonder if the other kids ever
3: saw him or
1: just thought he was like an ordinary student that was there like every day.
3: uh, Right. (laughs) All right. Well, those are my stories, guys. Thanks for bringing me on.
2: Thanks. Thank you. Bye, Pilot.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Tyler. Thanks so much. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys.
1: Bye. That took me... Lainey, you have your own room on here. So you're used to all the buttons.
2: You can tell me, do whatever. I'll help you.
1: (laughs) Well, normally, Sabrina, like I go on my fiance's phone and I open up the campfire stories and then I join myself and then I make Sabrina the host. And then I like ping her when we have TP, which for anyone who uh, does not know, TP stands for troll patrol. So just throw a TP or a toilet paper roll in the chat and I will find who is causing us to say TP (laughs) and remove them. Uh, it works pretty efficiently, but yeah. I...
2: Yeah, you went quickly here earlier. Totally.
1: Yeah, I accidentally... Well, I didn't do it. Thank goodness. But the ban from room slash remove as speaker buttons are
2: awfully close to each other. So I accidentally almost banned
1: Eric from the room.
2: I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Me too, because then we wouldn't have gotten a uh, scary ghost story. I know,
1: right? Okay, I said I was yeah. going to bring up Armani next. And then after that, yeah. I will bring up Christy. All right, fully stacked. All right. And a lot of ghost stories
2: coming. Also, Maddie in the chat said, Do ghosts hang out in dark basements because it's dark and creepy, or is it creepy because that's where they hang out? But if anybody has watched this BBC or CBS show, Ghost, it's so, it's like they're just kind of stuck there. So that's Im- immediately what I think of. I'm like, you know, just leave the light on at this point. <laughs> I know.
1: Asher Grodman came on Campfire Stories a month oh. or two ago. He's the one that's pantless in the American version.
2: Oh, I love that. Okay. I have to go back and listen to that. That's hilarious. Yeah, you should.
1: He talked. It's funny. It's like he came on and I was so excited to have him. But in the end, after hearing all the stories, I'm like, really? I just want to get to know your mom after <laughs> all the amazing things about her, like spirituality and everything. I'm like, God, she sounds awesome. All right. Okay. Armani.
2: Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. How are y'all? Good. That gif game is strong in the chat. Thank you.
4: I love it.
1: <laughs> I'll have to tell Sabrina she's always envious of how quickly people bring up good ones.
4: <laughs> well, oh, gosh, I'm kind of nervous now. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. okay. I have two very short ones, but I won't like take up a lot of time. Um, So you guys can pick. I have one that's sweet. And another one that's pretty scary. I've just been wanting people's opinions on them for a while, and I haven't had them. So, if you want to, whichever one y'all want to hear, the sweeter, scary one.
1: Okay, let's say let's do scary because we already have a bunch of scary <laughs> votes in the in the
4: chat. Okay, <laughs> okay, so. It was about two years ago. Um, my great aunt was staying with me, um, in my family house. Um, and she used a wheelchair. So she had to be downstairs because I live in a two story house. Um, so one night, like after I had gotten done watching The Babysitter on Netflix, the second movie or whatever, um, I was trying to go to sleep and usually I can take movies like that. Like I know it's like a comedic horror. Um, movie or whatever, but I really do think like it triggered something Mm -hmm. weird. So I just remember that once I went to sleep, I had like a weird dream and it woke me up and scared me. So I turned my TV on and then eventually I fell back asleep. And so then I had sleep paralysis. And so I, it is, I hate it. And so of course, like, My room was dark, but all I saw was like a bright flashing light from the TV, of course. And I had like a standing fan beside my bed. And right beside that fan, I saw my aunt and like in her wheelchair, she was facing the fan. Um, She was complaining about like how cold it was, like kind of freaking out and like making a scene. And of course, I knew it wasn't my actual aunt because she could only stay downstairs. And so I realized I had sleep paralysis and I was trying to wake myself up um, just any way I could. And I was kind of laughing at whatever it was, trying to pretend to be my aunt, um, just because, again, I knew it wasn't her. And then at one point, it the mm-hmm. figure like fell back in, in like the wheelchair, like not out of the wheelchair, but fell back with the wheelchair Ooh. And of course I still ignored it. And then it like reversed itself back up. And so I was like, okay, please, Lord, let me wake up, please. I just, I don't like this. And so again, I was continuing to try to wake myself up. I was kind of praying, trying to move myself so I could get up. And suddenly I saw like a black figure out the corner of my eye, like the peripheral, um, like, it was like a black shadow standing right beside my bed and the top of my head started getting cold. And I was like, Oh my Lord, I don't know what this is. I've never had, I've never had an experience like that ever. And so again, I was just like praying like, Lord, please, I don't know what's going on. And I woke up finally. And so of course it was very hard for me to go to sleep for the rest of the night, but I just, I've never had like a scary sleep paralysis um, experience. They've always been sort of weird. So I just wanted to know, like, I wondered why that was, like, what exactly was that? What could have triggered it? And why was it messing
2: with me? (laughs) So oftentimes from my experience, right, like with sleep paralysis, um, and especially when you see something that's familiar, it's often used to disarm you so that you're more, open to accepting whatever it is, even if it's a negative energy. So yeah. I, when you said that you felt something cool, I literally have goosebumps and stuff. And I think Corinne and I have talked about this before. Like we're both kind of very intuitive people. So I think you can kind of just tell from, um, the story <laughs> when you said the, that you got touched on the head and it was cold, that to me was like very nerve wracking. Did you do anything afterwards to like kind of ground yourself?
4: No, I didn't. I don't think I immediately thought of it as like a ghost thing. I just thought it was a bad dream. But yeah. (laughs) Armani, you experienced all of that and you didn't
1: think
4: it was paranormal? I guess it's because like I've never really had any experience. Like as much as I love the paranormal, nothing has ever really happened to me. So I was like, they're not choosing me. They've had... 22 years and they've
2: never done anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and sometimes it can just happen. So like it's, you know, whatever you use and whatever you technically like believe in that either grounds you or like cleans your space, even if you just say it kind of out loud. Um, some people mentioned Sage, you know, but if you don't have access to it or you can't get it, then it's really just about your belief in cleansing the energy and saying like, I only welcome like positive and good energy and I don't welcome anything negative. Um, you hold a lot of power in your own space, right? It's, it's yours. It's what you command. Your energy takes up that room. So it's just really important that, like, if you ever feel off, I think everybody who at least believes in the paranormal is always has walked into a room and felt the energy off at some point. Um, and so you just kind of combating that and, and imagining yourself either like in this bubble of light or just like, armor around you being like, literally nothing can penetrate the space or me. And all I accept is good anything. Um So just making sure like you are like Jessica in the chat says, like wrap yourself in a safety blanket in your mind.
1: Yeah. Okay. It sounds okay. like, I mean, how long ago did this happen? Two years. Okay. Uh, two and, years. and it hasn't happened since. Okay. That's good. it It no. kind of sounds what I would assume. And of course I'm not a medium, so I can't like directly channel through to the evil shadow person and figure out what their intentions were but it sounds to me like perhaps there was something negative just passing through and kind of caught you when you were a bit more open and so it was kind of like wrong place (laughs) wrong time for you uh
2: oh sleep paralysis demon not me
1: (laughs) right right but then it must have realized either in how you responded or or how you carried yourself through the next few days that you weren't gonna be this open, easy target. So it sounds like it moved on, which is good. But one of the things that I have done, which is very similar yes. to what Lainey's saying and what a lot of people are saying, like Jessica in the, in the chat is, I don't remember who taught me this, but basically it's like a way to protect yourself and kind of close yourself off to negative energy. And you literally, you can lay down or you can sit, but you just close your eyes or you can have them open. It just depends. Uh, but you picture at the top of your head A ribbon can be like a silk or a thick ribbon. It can be whatever color, just whatever feels right. And just picture it wrapping itself all around your entire Mm -hmm. body until it gets all the way to the bottom of your toes, the bottom of your feet, and then wraps off, I guess. And I have done that, and I've done it with friends, too, that have experienced pretty creepy things at times, and it seems to work.
2: Mm, Yep, I would agree with that. It also is like what works for you. Like if the ribbon, okay. imagining, yeah. you know, imagining that works or like whatever. Somebody else mentioned like the blanket or just the bubble of light. Whatever is easiest for you to imagine is what's going to work the best.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. Um, did your did anyone else ever experience anything like that? You said it was, it was appearing as your grandma, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. my great aunt. Um, your great aunt. So as far as I know, no, no one else has. We don't. When we first moved into this house, like my mom would always say, like she thought it was haunted because one day, like when she was sleeping on the couch, she saw that the uh, refrigerator door opened like in the middle of the night. And then like we would hear footsteps around in the attic, but nothing has it's never been anything like negative or, oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. I saw a whole orb. (laughs) <laughs> when we first moved in, and my best friend was here, um, and she was recording me, a orb like zigzagged through the video. So like we've had experiences here and there. My great aunt herself, my mom thinks she passed through yeah. here when she passed too, like a few months afterwards, because the ceiling fan downstairs turned on. And then a couple of minutes later, my mom got the call that she had passed. So I I don't necessarily know what's going on here. And I live right beside a pond. So I don't know if like, I guess spirits are using that as like, I don't know, a a way to manifest. But I just I'm glad like it hasn't been anything bad or scary other than that sleep paralysis episode.
1: Well, it could be too that you or people that you live with relatives maybe have just a open and welcoming energy and so maybe there's nothing necessarily tied to the actual house or the space or the land but spirits just kind of like pass through mm-hmm. a little bit but it also sounds like you've you've set your own sort of boundaries at times too so they're mostly benign and just kind of wandering about your space as creepy as that is <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> yeah it's like hey passing through yeah you're good and that's how they need to stay but
1: yeah. i know <laughs> well armani thank you for sharing that please let us know if if anything else happens but i think you're getting a lot of positive energy sent your way so i don't think that uh creature that sleep paralysis demon will find you again anytime soon yes i hope not
5: thank
2: you all for listening thank you thank you armani Laney <laughs> boggs oh my gosh it's been so long <laughs> I used to get called that all the time. (laughs) She's all that. Do you remember that movie? She's all that. One of the characters' name is Lainey Boggs. So they're like,
1: Lainey Boggs. Oh, no. Uh, No. Was that your childhood nickname? Did people.
2: Uh, Yeah, I changed my name in fifth grade to Lainey, and everybody thought I did it to match Lainey Boggs from She's All That and I was like no it's literally my first and middle name combined I'm original and then um I was like oh maybe I did hear it but whatever I spell it differently so I think (laughs) I love your name
1: my cousin's name is also Lainey and spelled the same way that you spell it the best way the best way my I had many childhood nicknames but specifically my name Corinne was in an Adam Sandler movie I'm forgetting which one it is but I used to get quoted back to me all the time. There's this one line where he goes, what's in the bag, Corinne? Chicken wings and booby tassels? And so, so for my 21st birthday, <laughs> some friends handed me a like paper sack. And I took it. And inside were chicken wings and booby tassels.
2: And I was like, oh, I get it. I get the reference. I love that. Anyhow. <laughs> You have good friends. Oh, my gosh. You guys have the best stories, you and Sabrina. I need more friends like that. Anybody (laughs) wants to have a good friendship like Sabrina and Corinne, like, hit me up. I will be a good friend, too. Well,
1: Well, you're friends with us, too. So what are you saying? Do you not
2: think that we're good friends? Yeah. No, you are good friends. I wish you were around forever. I wish, like, literally, my dream is to have a compound filled with my favorite podcasters oh. who are also my friends and just like live in this commune where we're not actually a cult, but we seem like we're a cult. You are speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> I was like, I just want to be around all these fun people all the time. Why can't we do that? And it happens okay. that we can't. It's such a dream.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I think back to college and I'm like, I don't actually want to go back to college, but the things that I, I appreciate the most when reminiscing is just the fact that everybody lived on campus. And I'm like, really what I'm after is a
2: commune. <laughs> that's that's what I like. Exactly. I the mean, community, everybody yes. right there, sharing resources, doing things yeah. together. If anybody happens to have like hundreds of acres of land that they're willing to have us live on in a fairly like good climate, please DM me. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. I'll, I'll <laughs> buy it. I will
1: build.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll I'll tunnel through and make a bunker underground for everybody, so that we can okay. continue our commune if the world ends.com dot com slash tgog. Okay, okay yes. I'm going to bring up Christy. Hi, Christy. <gasps> puppies They've got That's puppies
2: play, changing your pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, there are so many dogs in the speaker request. There's one with like a top hat on. Ugh. Hi. Oh, hi, Christy. Hi, Chris. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. We must know the names of the pooches in your photo.
5: Okay, so the big one is moose and the little one is killer. Killer. It's so
1: cute. Oh, I love when dogs have little markings on their chests too, you know, like the different colors
2: of fur. It's so adorable. I just always say so handsome. That's all I say. That's how I respond to any animal. I'm like, handsome if it's a girl or boy
1: it doesn't matter doesn't matter just sweet little yeah. baby angel animals we love them all yes
5: yeah. well yeah. christy welcome to the stage what is your spooky tale that you're going to share with us oh okay so super nervous i've been building up the courage for weeks now <laughs> to raise my hand uh, i have like a million stories but my doll's story is from childhood Oh. Um, well, I grew up in a haunted house, like most of the people, it seems that listen to your podcast. Um, <laughs> and so I had two sisters. So we, you know, all kinds of energy in our house. Um, and we had, I had a friend spend the night at one night and me and my little sister and my friend, we were probably around like 10 to 12 ish. Um, we're hanging out on the top bunk in the middle of the night because, you know. How fun. And we've got these right. um, totally. big shelves on the wall with, like, stuffed animals, a uh, real talking Bubba, if anybody know, <laughs> knows what that was. Um, and, as, oh like, a couple God. of old China dolls of my mom's. And this one in particular was, mm-hmm. like, you know, we would never paid any attention to them at all. Like, I had literally never been scared of a doll before. It had on this like emerald green velveteen kind of dress. And it was, of course, like still like snow white skin because it's a China doll and black, black hair. And we're just like hanging out, not even talking about spooky things. And then one of us notices like this doll's mouth is moving. And so we're all like, <gasps> Did you see that? And so we're staring at it and we're like huddled no! up together watching this doll like. I mean, wait, we couldn't hear anything, but it looked for the world like it's just like talking away for like 10 or 15 minutes. It was, it was traumatic. So we, you know, had to put the doll away somewhere else. We can get rid of it because my mom was like attached to it or whatever. So she just put it somewhere else in the house. But it was, it was very, very scary.
2: (laughs) of how annabelle started like you just because you move her doesn't mean she's not going to oh you yeah know.
5: yeah well the so the funny thing about that is like we never had anything else creepy with that doll happen but years later like I, it's probably like 15 or 20 years down the road i was in a goodwill and i came across that same doll like it wasn't our doll but it was one just like it and it like I had the evil oh. thought to buy it and start pricking my sister about like putting it in the backseat of her car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the intrusive thought. Did it went over? Yeah. Did you I buy did not it? buy it. I thought, you know, that was way too mean. And if she saw it while she was driving, like it, it could be dangerous. <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of regret that I did. <laughs> I should have kind of like Nick and Sabrina with their doll now, <laughs> just got it around. Oh my God.
1: I know, but their doll is not haunted that we know of. Yours (laughs)
5: is. (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. The one from Goodwill might not have been. I mean, it could have been perfectly okay.
1: (laughs) I'm picturing all of these dolls, just like the entire line of these dolls that were created, just having inserted mass hauntings and they all just like go off and walk (laughs) off onto their into their new homes and their new little kid loving arms that adopt them, just terrifying to think that you know what it's haunted. I'm getting rid of it.
5: Yeah, like this sounds creepy AF. It's going to go with <laughs> exactly. Thank you. It also like that
2: real talking bubble looks like the bear on the Toy Story movie, the purple bear who's actually a
5: yes, little kind bear. of yeah. Uh, it was like it was the it was such a good toy and. it's lost to time it's somewhere in my parents attic I'm sure but
1: it belonged to your mom so did she ever
5: experience anything um not that she ever said so I think that her dad had bought it for her but when her children were born maybe which is why it was like sentimental to her and she there was like no question Mm -hmm. she's not going to get rid of it but I don't think that also she doesn't believe she has her own ghost stories from childhood, but she doesn't believe in ghosts. Yeah. And Fantastic. she says, well, if this house is haunted, then the ghosts need to learn how to wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well do something while you're yeah, here. Yeah, like if you're going to be scaring my kids, you can at least wash a dish. <laughs>
1: I do get envious of the few stories we've heard where people do have really helpful spirits, where like somebody, some spirit folds the laundry or helps the child with homework. I'm like, wouldn't that be yeah. nice? I'll take
2: that any day. Genius.
1: Well, now I'm I'm gonna after this, yeah. I'm gonna be looking on eBay at the real talking Bubba dolls because I'm sure there's gonna be someone's got to oh, list one that's wanted, haunted. Thanks. I know, but you said a vintage one, but
5: I'm looking for oh, like a haunted on. one. I, don't know. I think they could easily be. They were almost like a Furby that like they they interact with you. And you'd like turn it upside down and it would say, turn me over. Like it would respond to the thing that you did. So I could totally see it being like yeah. talking in the middle of the night kind of thing.
2: You know, you become what you fear. So I'm going to become, I'm going to come back as a haunted doll for sure. Oh gosh.
1: All right. Well, kicking you out of the commune if that's the case.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Christy, thank you so
5: much for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, You're welcome. I have a one like really quick, somewhere recently, my oh. son he yeah, was totally. like a baby baby like he was maybe 18 months old at the time he had a little buzz Lightyear toy that like walks and talks um and it was on my nightstand and it started walking and talking at like 5 a.m <laughs> super creepy what did you do oh, well you
1: out? did you kick it
5: <laughs> we actually still have it but it has an off switch so I turned it off and I was like this is the deal breaker if it ever does it again after it's turned off like it's out of here <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. God. You're just yeah. cursed when it comes to toys and <laughs> dolls and anything of the sort. Yikes. No Maybe right. a little bit.
5: Well, I'm yeah. um, anyway, not thank you thank you so much. going to your house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Christy. Yeah.
5: Have a yeah. good one. Thank you. You too. Bye.
1: Bye. Lainey, I never told you this, but everybody else here knows that I had a raggedy Ann doll that I was terrified of growing up. And my name was like literally stitched into its skirt. It it's like Corinne. And I'm like, oh God, why? And then my mom donated it to Goodwill and told me because I hated it. Um, And then I, this was like three months ago, I had a fun breakdown and called her bawling my eyes out. I was like, why would you get rid of my raggedy hand? And she was like, what do you mean? You've hated it for years. Like it's sentimental. <laughs> so you had to go back to Goodwill and get it. <laughs> but I just want the potential of it being haunted. Oh, no. you know? I didn't want, I wasn't ready to get. Rid of that,
2: and you just got scared with the friggin' water. Little, imagine your dog. My,
1: well, see, here's the thing. It lives at my parents' house, not at mine. So,
2: <laughs> oh well. Then, yeah, if you're haunting another space, and you like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna stay at an Airbnb. You know, I just need my own space. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's my parents' problem
1: now. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm going to bring up Eddie. And as I go and navigate through the speaker request to find Eddie's name to, to bring Eddie up, uh, I will remind everybody that we do this every single Tuesday. And so please come back next week. Um, Sabrina will still be in Italy. So I will still be choosing people's photos that have dogs. Just say, <laughs> Okay, Eddie, you are on stage.
6: Um, I know there was no theme, right? So we're just
1: no theme. It's a free for all. Whatever you've experienced,
6: okay. So um, I have have one that happened quite some time ago. To prefix the story, when I was a kid, I was hit by a truck and dragged, so I was medically dead. I guess <gasps> you could
1: say. Oh my god!
6: I was about six, and it was around Easter. Oh. But that's the you know the prefix to um, technically.
1: Jeez, oh, I'm so sorry that happened Um, to you. That must have been super painful and very traumatic. It's
6: one of those where your mind oppresses the memory because of the pain and uh, basically what went on. So uh, long story short, though, with that, after that, I started, uh, you know, I recovered fairly quickly. uh, Despite all the odds, I started walking again and I started talking again, which I actually bit my tongue off. So that was uh, a miracle within itself. Ouch. But yeah.
1: uh, Thank God. When I was,
6: it had to be around eight because my accident happened around six. So it was about eight. It was summertime. And uh, growing up with a single mom, I asked her, you know, it was summertime. She was cleaning. I had asked her if we could play tic-tac-toe. And I remember watching her and she said, no, she was in the hallway. We were in a trailer, a little single wide trailer back in the day. And I'm watching her dust down the stereo. And I was like, okay, what would my mom do? and so I'm playing tic-tac-toe and I knew she was always better than me so I was like oh she probably do something creative or something like this and then so I started marking some spots and I was like no no (laughs) I'm still winning and then I'm watching her on the hallway because I'm trying to think of what she would do I'm you know filling out my notebook she has a closet big old closet and it's to my right and I'm looking at her down the hallway and out of the right hand side either between the window and the in the closet, I hear someone just yelling in a female voice, like desperately yelling, Eddie, help me. And I just felt a, a cold chill. I felt like something just pulled me up and I stood up as I'm watching my mother and I ran to her and what would have taken, you know, 20 steps to get to her. It took me like three strides, jumped onto her. And I was so scared that I actually passed out, but my muscles clenched around her while I was like hugging her. And so like I was shaking, I blacked out. Uh oh my God. And at that point I didn't know this. So this is where I found out later from my mother, uh, after I kept telling her some things were happening. Uh she had told me we had she had a a friend that was a native descendant out of a tribe near El Paso, actually. And uh they played the Ouija board. You know, they call it the spirit board. Uh it was, it was essentially a Ouija board. And my mother was furious because something mm-hmm. scared her son so much so that he passed mm-hmm. out in broad daylight, too. So she asked if there was anyone there that knew. And apparently the way she explained it is that, yes, something came through. And they all they said was, he listens. She told me this when I was, I had to have been about to get ready to graduate high school. Um, And because I kept telling her, I keep hearing things. And I started, I saw a hat man at one point and I kept seeing all these things, but I was going down the wrong path essentially. So I guess a lot of negative energy was around me and I would see a lot, but hear more like whispering near me. And when I kept telling, I finally told her, she told me the story. She's like, remember that time you were so scared that you heard someone yell for you? And I, I was like, yes, I I remember. She's like, well, remember that time I kept taking you over to her name was Amalia, my mom's friend. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you remember how we'd always go like late at night, and you'd fall asleep and stuff. She's like, well, what we were trying to do was figure out why and who it was, and basically, yeah, it was a spirit that had apparently suffered some type of like traumatic death that was too sudden. And that was literally their cry for help um, because they could see or they could tell that I was different. And uh, we never connect. I mean, we haven't spoken to other people about it, but basically what we thought was since I had died and came back, that's the reason that I keep hearing. And I still do, but not as much. My mother has that inviting energy that you mentioned earlier. So when I'm near her, Mm -hmm. it magnifies. Like I'm talking about, Instantly within minutes or so, I'll start mm-hmm. hearing whispering like behind me or mm-hmm. uh, happens a, r- a lot around her. Oh, oh my god,
1: I'm know, getting chills I, in places I didn't even but know. The
6: I, last I, thing I wanted to mention so that's yeah. that's essentially my story. I was ran over by a truck. Wait, but
2: what's your mom's friend like a bruja or something? No, no,
6: so she is a descendant of a uh, curandero, essentially, oh, essentially. Okay. So out of a tribe out of El Paso, they're mm-hmm. still there, but they're not very big. A lot of yeah. people actually don't even recognize them as a tribe anymore yeah i mean she looks native and stuff but she was distant from her family so she was kind of like separated from her culture and stuff but she still understood how to contact them and she told my mom she's like once you touch this you know uh -hmm. once you touch this board you cannot let go no matter what happens around you as a spirit will try to scare you to let go and open the door it basically told her, I trust my life to you. Yeah. You better trust so, your life to me because if either one of us lets go, that could be the end of our life.
1: I cannot even imagine being a We're in your So
6: this is high school too and I'm like about to graduate and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not something you want to just throw on me right now, you know?
1: You didn't pass out with fear no. this time? Because this seems like a good time to pass out again. No,
6: no, I did not. But um, like I said, <laughs> yeah. ever since then, everything magnified and stuff. And uh, I've even told my girlfriend too when we met. Uh, who who I've been dating for a long time now, but I told her I was like, "Hey, some weird things happen when you're around me," and she thought I was joking because we met around Halloween. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a joke." Uh, three months later, she kept telling me that like the cushions would move and stuff. And her she has a, she had a pit bull at that time too. That was very protective, very very protective. Oh, no. uh, and the pit bull wouldn't get alarmed unless there was someone like within walking distance from you know the girls, essentially her sisters. I told her I was like, "What happens is people tr- or spirits will try to get in contact with me one way or another, and they see like people that I'm close to, and they try to like reach out or do stuff."
1: This is, uh, I mean, Eddie, I'm so well, sorry that you had s- such a traumatic experience. Many, many years of kind of rehabilitating mind and body, but it is just so fascinating to think that that time that that you were clinically dead you kind of tethered yourself to both the spirit world and to the physical world and so now you're getting a little bit of everything and, and I do wonder what the spirits from their perspective how how approaching you looks to them you know versus a, an ordinary person just walking down the street like I'm almost picturing you kind of having this glow where they're just following you because they realize maybe you can hear them
6: I, I believe the same thing um, Yeah, especially babies they They look past me babies i I've always you know believe that you know babies and mm-hmm. infants are still yeah. angels or angelic, I guess you could say but they'll see past me, and um so
5: sometimes strange.
6: you can see in their eyes that they either get really scared or they get really happy. It mm-hmm. just really depends and that's why i don't when my friends have kids and stuff, I stay away for the most part because I don't want them to have a bad experience. Mm-hmm. it's never like a a gentle or subtle um welcoming, I guess. When they see me, it's either full-on panic or full-on joy. It just depends what's, I guess, around me.
2: I mean, if you're interested in it, you can probably find a curandero or curandera, whoever, to help you kind of seal yourself off because it's not something you have to walk well, around with.
6: I, I, long story short, I have. I've even traveled into Mexico to do this. Um, but the energy is so mm. strong that a lot of these people have basically stopped doing what they were doing or I've had a couple of them pass away. Hmm? I let it be, oh. you know, oh I ignore it. I live a good life. I am thankful for being alive and stuff. The one thing that I did, my mom told me too, when I was a kid, kid, I don't know how accurate this was because like that previous story, you know, when you're a kid, you remember things differently. But uh, She told me mm-hmm. that I had always told her that I was her shield that as long as I was around, nothing could happen to her. And uh, like the previous story where Corinne was saying, you know, protect yourself and stuff like that. With me, the way I see it is I glow, like I literally glow. And I've said it with friends and stuff too, when they're scared, I just imagine like my light just shining brighter and protecting like their area, their home and stuff. I, I think it's work. I, it could just be all a mind game. I, I really don't know. But I know I've been talking like 100 miles an hour because.
2: You're sharing. It. It's incredible to hear it. And honestly, same, the sentiments Karim shared earlier, you know, i very sorry that you're, you know, going through that. But it seems like you have have found a way to, like, live with it and have it empower you versus scare you. So I can only commend you for that. Thank you having that
1: mentality that you were talking about it does work it's not just mind games there's really some power there and I think we don't have to question that because any from what you've described you definitely have a, a lot of power and energy now now we all just need to collectively figure out how to um get all the spirits to just be like a really good posse of people behind you right like it would be so cool if you had a tribe of like 30 spirits that were just had your back the whole time and like
6: babies <laughs> it, it, I, I, yeah i believe it's a, the life events that i've gone through in general when i'm in a good place all the babies will just smile and laugh and it's great times but when i'm struggling for whatever reason you know it's life. uh it seems that i go into a darker space and darker or i don't know a little scarier spirits follow me around and I try to stay away from infants.
2: Yeah.
1: I do. Have you watched the show, The OA?
6: I have not.
1: It's the letter O and the letter A. They only had, what, one or two seasons, and then mm-hmm. it didn't get renewed, which is literally the worst thing that I think Netflix, the worst decision they've ever made.
2: Next to Mindhunter.
1: Oh, wait. They didn't renew Mindhunter. Oh, my God.
2: Sorry. Okay. Sorry.
1: Okay. Well Eddie, I'm I'm curious if you if you do watch that, I'm curious what you think of it because sort of the premise is kind of riding the line between spirituality and, and what is like exists in your mind versus what's actually truly happening. Mm-hmm. Um and it involves a lot of people who have near death experiences or do die for some time and, and come back. So I, as you were talking, I was like, There are definitely some parallels with what I watched on this T V show in, in your real life. So
6: I'll have to check it out and see. Totally. Yeah. My girlfriend's freaking out because I told her to run my headphones out here and I was like, I'll be on the podcast. <laughs>
2: so you're famous, you're
1: famous well, now. We, we post these on our feed and then also Spotify posts them on the Spotify app. So you're yeah. gonna exist in like three more places.
6: Fantastic. <laughs> It'll be <something laughs> <good in you.
2: laughs>
1: well Eddie, thank you so much for sharing that. That was an amazing way to end this episode and I think you kind of scared and simultaneously warmed the hearts of everyone in the chat. <laughs> yes.
6: Well thank you all very much.
1: Thank you, Eddie. Have
5: a bye good bye. one.
2: Bye. Beautiful. Laney, how's that? Oh my gosh, amazing. It's this I'm so honestly just honored because you know I'm a fan first. I always say listener first um and podcaster second, but This is awesome. You know, this has been so much fun. I loved it. I thank everybody for being super engaging in the chat. Didn't expect anything less from the TGOG gang. And of course, Corinne, thank you for thinking of me and inviting me on. It's been so much fun. I'll come on anytime. And again, my offer still stands for three girls, one goes, because it's still (laughs) I know.
1: I had a dream the other day and I texted Laney. I was like, I had a dream that you joined our podcast full time and you were like, down three girls. (laughs) got you (laughs) no well thank you for coming on i know that you you didn't even hesitate i was like do you want to host camp And you like, yes yes
2: Uh, of course i do anything you want me to do for you i will do it okay oh my god
1: well thank (laughs) you i know that you feel awkward about doing it but will you just plug your shows again because why not
2: yes thank you so much um so i host true crime fan club podcast the It's Haunted What Now podcast, and Crimes of Passion. And then, of course, I host a Tuesday night show, 6 p.m. Central on Spotify Live called True Crime Convos.
1: Yes, it starts an hour before this does, so you Next. can have a double feature on Tuesdays. Yes.
2: Thank you, everybody, for the kind words in the chat. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I say you, and I mean it like in the best play- way possible. Yeah, No, I understand. I <laughs> you're just like, Thank ah! you so much. I feel like the
1: emoji where it's where it's the monkey holding his hands
2: over his eyes. It's just like, oh, uh, yes, that's uh. me. I'm the, I'm the blank emoji. You know, that's just like the dotted line, smiley face. <laughs> that's me. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I'm a podcaster and voiceover artist because I like to disappear and just share the story with you. <laughs> I need you to teach me the ways of the voiceover world. I'm so I, good at it. Are, I told you, you are going to be amazing at it. You have such a great voice for so many things. I, I, I don't need to like gasp you up. You already know this. I've told you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so. this is compliment corner. This yeah. is, we're
1: ending the show. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: any fa- anytime. I'm happy to help you.
1: However. Uh, thank you so much, Lainey. This was truly a joy. It made, it made Sabrina's absence while I'm sure everyone missed her. Something yeah. to celebrate too. Cause we got to, we got to have you. here. <laughs> and then the next time I miss yeah. it because I'm touring Italy for two weeks. Can you tell I'm a little jealous? Uh, you can, you can sub in
2: for me. I will happily do so. I love you
1: too. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Lainey. Thank you, everybody else. We will be back here again next Tuesday. Um, Sabrina, again, will be in Italy. So we have another friend of both Lainey and myself, Sarah Turney, is going to come on and listen to everybody's ghost stories with me. And it is a free-for-all. So you do not have to abide by any particular theme next week. I'll remind everybody again next week. Um, But until then... Lenny, do you know our sign-off? It's the, we will see you on the other side. Yeah. Do you want to say it with me? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. Until then, we will
2: see, see you on the, on the other, other side. side. Goodbye. Thank you, Manny.
3: <laughs> Very spooky
1: listening, here's a reminder that you can catch Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to join the conversation or share your ghost stories with us, just download the Spotify Live app available in the App Store now and sign up for free. You can even use your Spotify login. Easy. Every Tuesday, we're chatting with you about all the ghostly and spooky encounters and haunted happenings that leave us shivering at night and unable to sleep hence the campfire. So download Spotify live for free today and follow Campfire Stories to get notified every time we light the fire. We cannot wait to hear your ghost stories.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.